Hi, this is Sean. And I'm Liv. And welcome to Case Closed. Question mark. Last week that uh, we know we were going to be doing some ghost stories this week and uh, decided to uh, change it up a little bit. But uh, before we do that, uh, we do have one or two little things that we need to go over. Um, just little things, you know, we told you we would keep you updated more on anything that changes and in our research for um, faith and all that. And uh, we requested some things from uh, Chapel Hill Police. We also requested a copy of our autopsy from the state medical examiner and we got all that stuff back. And so, you know, looking through all that stuff, there's a couple things um, that we wanted to go over to kind of fix any consistencies that we had that we noticed in the last episode. Episode. So, uh, before we get into all the ghost stories, we're going to do that. Yeah, so, based off the 911 call, it does sound like she was found on Karina's bed. Um, she just says on on the, I think she still says on the bed or on my bed. It's kind of hard to understand, but it does kind of sound like she says my bed. Um, so, I don't, I, we still don't know if they shared a room, if that was there, but, you know, it's not uncommon for girls to, like... Right. Bunk beds together, and that's, you know, that's not anything. Especially at college age, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we still don't know if it was a two-bedroom. That's something that's um, not specified in the reports. One thing I will talk about, too, is based off the autopsy report, I had mentioned bleeding out being part of the cause of death, and that I was wrong. It was blunt force trauma to the head. Um, she had severe, severe beatings to her head and face. Um, yeah. That that was why we also found out that she had um, contusions to her um, to her knees and her legs um, and a lot of defensive wounds on her hands. Um, and we did talk about her uh, blood alcohol level being um, very, very low, and that is true. It was a uh, .02, so as we've talked about before, with the blood alcohol level, you know, this was taken at 9 a.m. the next day, so this was on the, the 13th instead of the 12th. Um, could it have changed? Absolutely. I... I would like to note, too, really quickly, and of course we'll get into this on a full-length episode about Faith. Um, in the summary surrounding death from the um, from the autopsy tech, or um, I'm not sure exactly who wrote this one in particular. It could, there's a couple of names on this report. Um, they put that Karina left at 4 a.m. and didn't return until 11.30 a.m., which is an interesting note because that really does mess with time of death. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't know, and then when it talks about rigor... Um, we've talked about that before um, with hey, the Adnan case, hey, the Hay yeah. and Adnan. Um, rigor peaks at about 12 hours, and then it goes back down, and then there's a little bit more. So um, where she was in rigor mortis will kind of tell us about yeah. how long she was, de- you know, passed so, away for. So probably, you know, definitely a good over 12 hours, but they don't really know. They never yeah. really specify that in this. Um, it's a good guesstimate based off of my research. Again, I'm not a doctor. I don't do autopsies. I don't do any of that. Um, but, you know, fingers are the last thing um, to take place for rigor mortis and was is the first thing or last thing to come out of rigor. So yeah. um, that, that's kind of... It was in, it was noted and they mentioned her fingers in the the report and again we'll get back into this in better detail 
um, when we do a full-length episode yeah, about sure. this stuff. Like, a lot of people, obviously, like, looking at that, like, a lot of people would think that's kind of nitpicky about times, but at the same time, you got to realize, you know, like, with rigor, it really is, it really does depend on time, and depends on how long she's been there and all that stuff, and also little inconsistencies like that can add up, right? you know, in, in any sort of story, whether or not you're talking about, uh, you know, when somebody says that they left, or when the body was found it really matters right because and i misspoke it was on the 8th i think i said 13th i, I, I meant the 8th i was looking at something different on my sheet um, right it yeah, was okay. scanned in in, Octo- in in october and i was yes. written 13th because her time, her death was the 7th right and then she wasn't they didn't process until the 8th right um, just an interesting note um and i will say too you know i had, I had mentioned her being possibly sexually assaulted, the autopsy report gives no indication of yeah. that. And something that was conflicting with the police, you know, not police reports, I'm sorry, news reports, was that they said she had had sex earlier that night. The autopsy says nothing about that. Um, right. There's no indication of that. There was no sperm present that is noted in here. So that's just something that did take swabs and there was nothing found. So, I, you know, I don't really know why that ever became such a thing and I apologize for saying that last episode is that I thought she was sexually assaulted. It, right. There's no... And one of the things that you, when we were talking about the whole when it doesn't show any notes of sexual assault right? you did you did kind of make a thought though it's possible that there was a distinct possibility right. that she could have. Like if, if she was you know unconscious she's not fighting so it might yeah. not show up as some sort of aggressive right. type, you know, sexual assault. Right. It could just show up as what Norma, like we said, she was. And they could have worn a condom. She was on a, her period at the time of her death. Right. So it's, right. it's you know, it's it, not unlikely, but it's very, it's very unlikely. But what's interesting is the, the autopsy doesn't even say that she's on her period. Right. That was something that I noted in here is that it didn't actually say that. Right. It was just that a tampon was found next to her and it was tested in... I never even saw where it was positive for her. Um, so, you know, that, you those that are... Would, you would think that they would they would have that. Like, right, so I'm obviously assuming that she was, but again, that was... And I'm assuming that, kind of as an educated guess, as she had um, a cyst on her ovary, which is very, very common, especially during your time of your period and stuff like that. So, you know, very, very highly likely that she was. I'm just saying that, you know... Based off of what I am reading on here, that's not what it says. So, just something to, to kind of keep in mind is, you know, we're not perfect when we report things. We're not going to be perfect yeah. with this stuff. But as we, I hope that we can rectify that situation when yeah. we're, when we come up with things like this and inconsistencies. Because right. I just kind of wanted to keep you guys yeah, like we in wanted, the loop. In, in looking over, like, the last episode, we wanted to kind of clear some things. Because, you know, with the, the type of research that I've done on this case before I, you know, brought the case to, to live, mm-hmm. you know, it's very different. You know, she's been reading off of what she's just seen, the, the physical, right. like, the facts of the case. A lot of the research I've done has gone into the theories and, like, other things and news reports that have added more onto it that, right. you know, that they didn't right. talk about in the police reports. Um, like, one of the things that Liv didn't realize um, was that um, Faith is Native American. Right, that, um, that's not mentioned in the initial police reports, right. which I intentionally have done this where I kind of stay off of media right. sites, and I'm just, to this point, have only looked at police reports and autopsy right. for that reason, because, you know, there are things that you know that I don't, but if it's yeah. not backed by their evidence, then it makes it hard for us to come up with a case against, you know, not necessarily against anybody, but come up with a case that would 
helpfully help the family, you right. know? And that, and that, like, one of the things, like, I noted about that was that that's why a lot of things about this case have been very muted. There hasn't right. been as much coverage about it, and, like, because unfortunately, I think we all know how things are when it comes to, you know, Native American, you know, involvement. There's a lot of secrecy, a lot of, like, like less coverage when it comes to things like that. So, right. um, but, like, little things like that, you know, just... We want to clear up, clear up those inconsistencies so right. that it doesn't look like we don't know what each other's thinking. Right. When um, it's really just that we're both coming at it from different angles. Like, yeah, she really likes the, not that I don't like the police report <laughs> stuff and all that stuff. I mean, I was the one who initially yeah. downloaded yeah. 118, you know, court files and things and like that. And then I saw things you didn't. And then, yeah, like she went through and saw things I didn't. And we you knew see. things I didn't. And right. it's just, I think that's why we work well together. Right. Because... Because one of us has that, things. one of us has that analytical brain that wants to see all the, all the like the, the yeah, the facts and the things yeah. like that. And then there's me who wants to go deeper diving into like the conspiracy theories <laughs> of like, or like what other people are saying on Reddit. Don't get me wrong, I love those things. Right. I just, especially with this case, because we decided that this is one that we really want to try to do justice by her for. Yeah. Um, that I just, I don't want to get wrapped up into that because one of us needs to stay focused right. on that part. And if we're both sitting here doing conspiracy theories and yeah, like going to Reddit, I don't know that we, I did that with Phoebe. I was so deep down in a deep dive with Phoebe that you could have, con- you still can't convince me yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. somebody else, you know. Um, but if you looked at it from a more medical stance, you can definitely argue with me. So yeah. um, I think it just depends. So. Yeah, so we so just that was just what we wanted to get with out of that, like just to let you guys know, give you an update on things. Um, we are just kind of going through any of the files that we have, things like that, and you know, hopefully, sometime soon, we'll get you another episode on yeah. the updates on things like what we've read and things like that. Also, we're hopefully going to start, you know, very soon, we're going to start getting contact with anybody that we can get in contact that might Yeah, have. so if you or anybody you know knows the head, you know, the hedge pass or yeah. knows um, anybody connected to this case, please reach out, um, get us um, some information that would be great. If not, that's okay, too. Um, yeah, I know that we definitely have, obviously, a lot of listeners that are from the area. So, right. you know, so at least, like, if you're in that Chapel Hill area or wherever, you know, And if you don't from, feel comfortable talking to us, please call the Durham Police. Yeah, and exactly. We'll if you have that. anything like that, yeah, like, you don't have to come to us. Or if you want to be Thank anonymous. You are, yeah, you know, 100% be anonymous. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you want to if you want to talk to us, great. If you don't want us to tell who we got the information from, you're, we're completely understanding of that. This is obviously, you know, we know what we're getting ourselves into when right. we do this. But we don't want you getting into a situation where you feel like you might be saying too much. Um, so, but yeah, that, um, so if you have anything, let us know. Um, but we just wanted to clear all that up before we got into what we were going to talk about uh, today. Ghost stories. Yeah, for real. We're excited about this because um, it's been one of those weird weeks where we definitely had some interesting uh, interactions um, where, uh, you know, there have been late nights where I've just come out from walking the dog and been freaked out <laughs> from noises I hear outside. And So one thing that's been very prominent in my life is ghosts. Um, I have lots of stories, and I'm super excited that I don't even think I've told you about, so this will be great. I'm real, I'm real <laughs> and I may have, but I'll go into better detail for this. Well, um, yeah, you've told me already so many stories oh, that like, I lose I track. I them. <laughs> but I, I, I think Jerry followed me here. Um... <laughs> 
you guys will understand who Jerry is. Oh, I'll tell you soon. all about Jerry. I name my ghost friends because if I don't, then I can't get over the fear. I don't know how you guys out there, please let me know how you guys feel about it. Just about ghosts in general. You know, I, I still am kind of, not necessarily on the fence. I know how I feel. I know that there's, there's something, there's gotta be something and uh, you know. There's a lot in my brain about them that I'm scared because there's, and the reason I'm nervous to even talk about it is because like we've had encounters as of late. I sage my house regularly. I don't care if you tell me it's a placebo. It makes me feel better. And I, I get calm. My sage has lavender in it. It makes me happy. Flynn doesn't like it as much. Yeah, our dog but... hates it. Um, and you kind of make fun of me until the other night. <laughs> I don't necessarily make fun of you. I just think it, like I came up. It's funny because me and you had very similar upbringings in terms yeah. of, like, our family life. Yeah. But I, I grew up in a family where, like, that was not anything normal. Oh, yeah. That wasn't and, normal in my family And, like, that almost, like, either. in my head, like, it seemed like quasi, like, like witch stuff. Oh, yeah. You know? So, like, in my head, I'm just like, I never want to go near that stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. No, for real. I'm not. And uh, mom and dad, if you're listening, I promise I'm not into witchcraft. I'm, I'm not either. I don't don't throw me under the bus. <laughs> I'm not throwing me. <laughs> oh my lord! You're gonna, you're, I'm gonna get a phone call. <laughs> no, I'll get a text message. It's all right. Um. Anyways, so I'll start off with my earliest experience with. I'm actually gonna. I'll call him Jerry. That's fine. We're gonna call him Jerry. And I'm going to kind of explain where I grew up, and because it adds to the story. So. My family used to own a whole lot of land on the base of Crowder's Mountain. To this day, they still own quite a bit. They have like 32 acres or something. This is public knowledge. If you Google us, you'll find it. Um, please don't Google us. <laughs> There's no need. Um, you don't want to, you don't want to look there. Um, anyways, so on this land is my grandparents are in the middle. My uncle is on the left side and we're on the right side. And this 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 is this is important information, okay? And in the back of our our houses, they all connect with the field. And the field is where we grew acres and acres of corn and um, I think he had like pea plants and squash plants and he had all the, all the things. We have um, hunting things out there. My dad's going to be so excited to listen to this and know that we're telling the whole business, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> it's a giant open field. Don't come near us is kind of what my dad and right. the family, they're very antisocial. So um, we're out there in this field. So from the time I was like six, I was allowed to walk around the the whole field, the whole the whole mini woods, the whole uh, you know, the, as a joke, hundred acre woods, um, and <laughs> in the field, um, and in the back of the field there was a there was my poo bear tree, okay, and I loved my poo bear tree because it had the hollow in it like the poo bear tree. So Daddy used to take me back there when I was three and four. He eventually had to cut it down, so I was going back there by myself, and the tree died. It got struck by lightning, and it died. So he had to cut it down so that it didn't go back there and, like, crush me because I wanted to be near this tree. So I would go back in the field with my little sister, who was probably four at the time, mm -hmm. okay, with my BB gun. I was getting, I was getting it, you know, and I was going to where I was going to protect us from what we find in the woods, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to protect you with this BB gun. I shot bees because I was like, We're not going to get stung by bees. Um, real redneck over here, okay? I was also homeschooled, so I didn't know that this was not exactly appropriate. I just assumed this is what all the children did at this age. <laughs> <laughs> 
then there's no. me. Then there's me who didn't own a BB gun until I was like in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> I shot my first like, you know, big gun when I was four. Okay. With the yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, okay. Anyways, um, it just was normal. I was. I also shucked corn in the back of the truck yeah. every summer with like, who else gets to say that? So. Yeah. Especially you northerner, you know? Yeah, um, my like southerners, you can, can kind of relate, at least. You know, somebody who shot corn in the summers, like, you got this. Um, <laughs> it understands me. Anyways, so I'm back here in this woods. I'm, like, six, because um, I digress, and I like to, I like to. Anyway, so me and my sister are going back to the woods, and there's a path that leads from our house to the field. Um, it was the fuller path, and... I would walk down there, and I would get, I always get this, like, weird feeling about halfway through, but I was being, I was six, so I was like, whatever, I'm just scared in the dark. I got my BB gun, we're gonna be fine. I saw this man run by me, in a gray shirt, and I thought it was my daddy, so I was like, well, I'm freaked out, so I ran back up to the house where my father was sleeping on the couch in a green shirt. I said, how the heck did you beat us up here, and change shirts, and fall asleep? He's like, there was nobody in the like no, and we live in the middle of nowhere. Like there was no, yeah. nobody was there, you know. Yeah, like I can attest. Like middle of nowhere. Yeah, for sure. Middle of nowhere. So I told my cousin who lived two doors down, "We're going hunting for this man." She goes, "Oh wait, that's just that's just Jerry." And who in the ever living is Jerry? And she goes, "Oh yeah, he walks in the woods sometimes." So we're gonna hunt out and we're gonna find him. <laughs> Okay. Not creepy at all. She's two years older than me, so she has a little bit more knowledge of the fact that she's messing with me. Like she knows that Jerry ain't like ain't real. I'm using queer, you know, quotation marks because I'm gonna get into more stories about Jerry. But I believed her wholeheartedly. So I would go over to her house and we'd have sleepovers where we'd sneak back into the field in the middle of the night, which children please don't do. <laughs> Just don't do it. Yeah. But we would hear gunshots in the in the woods, and we did go and hunt down that sound. Never, ever go towards the gunshot that you don't know where it's coming everything, from. Everything that's being said right now, don't do it. Don't do it. Just, I don't know why I was allowed to do it. Anyway, I go back there, and we find a hot shell casing over by the deer blind. And footsteps that just lead to nowhere. They just stop, because it's all muddy at this point. So we run back to the house, and we're all freaked out. Well, now we're going to segue to Annie. Annie was my cousin's ghost. She lived in my cousin's attic, which was attached to my cousin's room. Oh, great. Yeah. Love this one already. Love Annie. This is Annie. definitely going to make me never want to go in our attic ever again. <laughs> ever at all. It's not our attic. It was, it was, it was my cousin's attic. Well, <laughs> Attics in general. Because the attic, I told you, the attic in my house back in, in Jersey was the same way. It was attached to my room. And I, I maybe once, maybe once in my life went up there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even go all the way up there. I would peek my head up and I'd be like, nope. And then walk right back down. Well, yeah. So we were. I mean, Annie. Annie was a little bit more, um, shall I say, hands-on than Jerry ever has been in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess that's kind of debatable as of late. But anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, Annie. She. We, I can get into the whole thing about why I think it's male versus female. I just feel like they have different energies, and I'll explain why. So I. My cousin's grandmother, or great-grandmother, I can't quite remember, passed away around this time. I mean, I remember she, at this point, I think I was probably a little bit older, probably seven, probably eight. So she was like eight, nine, ten, around there. And she swore that 
she would visit her and that she would be there in her dreams. But Jeremy's heard of the guardian angel, and we, when you have somebody who passes away when you're that young, you probably do feel like you, you, you know, I used to say that about my, my grandparents. Like, I, yeah, thought, I, I, yeah. I, I, I think one of the ones, like, I don't have a complete story about it, but I used to, you know, just to segue and not to get interrupted yeah. there, but like, um, like, I used, like, my grandparents' house was, like, back in Jersey, like, the way our houses were, it was a mother-daughter home, so it was mm-hmm. attached. The original house was built in the 50s. The addition was built on later on for us. But I, I can recall one time where I remember being in my grandparents' house. This was after my grandmother, way back after my grandmother had passed, mm-hmm. and I could have swore I, like, out of the corner of my eye, you saw, saw her. her walk by. Right. And, like, she had a very distinct, like, style and right. very distinct hair so like she she it was very very like i just felt like right I, it was 100 who i saw and it's not necessarily scary either it's like right. off-putting no, exactly. kind like, of it's, it's, it's definitely off. creepy but right. it's not like yeah i didn't feel i didn't feel like threatened yeah right. exactly right so annie was kind of that way but i always felt weird about annie she for some reason she always freaked me out and jerry freaked me out less i don't know why but he just did um but Annie liked to mess with me and my cousin. I'm not going to name her. But she, Annie would, there was at one point, do you remember like the old, it wasn't a Nokia. It was like, it almost looked like a Blackberry, but it slides up to have the little keep, uh, keypad on the I, bottom. I, was it sliding up like landscape mode? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the sidekick? Is that what you're Maybe, going? yeah. Maybe. One of those older phones. Yeah. Um, my cousin's older sister, who's also my cousin, but she, um. She had one of those phones that she didn't use anymore. She took the battery out and put it in her new phone. Mm-hmm. So the phone's sitting there in the drawer, and we're sitting there watching TV, and the phone rings. And we're like, excuse me. Uh, th- I don't like it. Right. She answers the phone and puts it on speaker. Great idea. And it says, hello. And I said, I'm going home. <laughs> I ain't going to be here. She's like, no, no, it's fine. It's just Annie. And I was like, why is that phone freaking ringing? I don't understand. Um, so she pops over, shows me the battery. She does that sometimes. And then there are other instances where she would turn on, um, like, snow globes in the middle of the night. Um, and Kay, uh, my cousin had a doll. Uh-huh. And oh, that. No. Oh, yeah. The doll liked to move around the room. Nah. Um, And you could also, we could be downstairs telling her mom what was going on. And my cousin always thought it was kind of like a joke. And she never found it creepy. But for some reason, I felt like this wasn't necessarily nice. Because they were messing with us. And she just believed it was her grandmother. I was like, I'm not getting that comfort feeling you're getting. I'm scared. Um, Have you ever watched any movie ever about a female ghost? Right, right, right. Never good. And you would just hear... Upstairs, and you would hear boxes moving in the attic, and we would make the older sister cry because we were like, "This is terrifying." So going back to Jerry, you know, she had all those things happen all the time at her house, and I really didn't have much going on at my house. It was really yeah. in the woods. Whatever we did, we did not use a Ouija board. We did not, you know, we weren't into that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I was not. I was not playing with that. And she, to my knowledge, she didn't either. But for some reason, after some of this started happening, we started noticing that Jerry was also getting a little bit more angsty. And as I got older throughout, like, middle school and high school, I started looking out into the woods from my uh, from my window. 
Well, and my daddy did that. He cut down some wood so I could see into the field. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can look for deer in the morning when he was gone. That was the way that, like, you know, kind of kept us bonded. As he'd be hunting in Ohio and I'd be hunting from my window, you know. Um, but I would do it at night and he would, I would see a man walking in the field. So I just made up my mind. I'm not going to be scared of him. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to confront him. So I, w- I would go back in the in the woods and be like, I don't know who you are, but if you're gonna be nice to me, we're gonna be, we'll be chill. But if you're not, I need you to leave. And for some reason, I just felt like he was protecting the field. So me and a girl who lived next, you know, a couple of houses down, went back in the field one day. And she found a shoe, like a horseshoe, which was that this land has been tilled over and over again for right. many years. It was so weird to find this rusty horseshoe which I still have it's at it's at mom's and um it, it just and I feel like it should stay there I don't feel like I should bring it yeah, with me please <laughs> leave it there I mean I just folks I wish you could I wish you guys had a camera I wish you had a camera on me and like 90% of the faces that I'm making like while watching this like while talking to her about this because honestly like some of this stuff like are things that I've heard and then other things are like things I have not heard from her yet yeah um <laughs> so I just really, I decided that Jerry could stay, but Jerry's got to stay in the woods, okay? I ain't messing with him. I get to high school, and at this point, you know, I'm, to this day, I won't touch a Ouija board, and I never have, and I never will. You can't convince me enough to, but you could, you could, you, retelling my story to other people makes me sound like a lunatic, and that's fine, um, or makes me sound like a liar, because somehow, Jerry got inside. I did not invite him inside, because that's what it, if you start reading about ghosts, you know, they say you have to be invited in. I did not invite Jerry, okay? Jerry's supposed to stay outside, protecting the land. Like, we were chill like that, right? Well, I was home alone in the middle of the day. But I, it was like a Saturday, and, you know, I was sleeping till like 11 a.m. And um, I hear the back door close. And then I hear a car door close. And I thought somebody was leaving. And so I get up, and then I hear, like, chatter. There's, like, a, a woman and a man. They're just, and I couldn't really tell what they were saying. It just almost sounded like, almost like, the, you know, Charlie Brown, like how the teacher sounds, like, wah, 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 wah. Like, I couldn't really hear what they were saying. So I was like, is that mom and dad? I don't really know. So I open my door, and I hear the door slam again. And I was like, mm. Then I hear the rolly chair, like what you're sitting on right now, like a computer chair, roll across the tile floor so it was super loud and it was it made like this awful noise and I was like what the heck we didn't have we had two dogs at that point but they were little and they don't even if they had jumped up on the chair it would have moved like a foot it right. wouldn't have moved across the way so yeah. for some reason I decided I'm going downstairs to check so I'm like ninja creeping down the stairs and Something dark runs by me, and I'm like, Jerry, if that's you, I'm going to put you back in the undead world. Like, we're not doing this today. And I go down there, and the computer chair is on top of the kitchen table. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I had to shower before I had to leave. For some reason, I felt safe enough to do that. But I think <laughs> your wife was a little psycho back in high school, and... um brought a knife into the shower just in case it happened to be a real person oh yeah um locked the door with the dogs in there with me and like they were freaking out because i'm freaking out i'm on the phone with people like just talk to me until i get out of here um so i you know obviously it was fine 
to this day, I can go over to mom and dad's, and if I'm there by myself, or even with other people, I have a friend dressed that would be over there with me when my parents would go out of town, and we, you can hear a man and a woman upstairs talking, just back and forth, and, um, and it almost sounds like they're whispering, like they're, and then at one point, I was walking upstairs, and I turned every light on, because I get scared, and you hear them go, don't tell her, don't tell her, don't tell her, over and over again, don't tell her, don't tell her, don't, and I was like, mm, we're not not here for this and I would leave and I would sit in my car because I was scared um and my sister to this day um says that a lot of her issues that she had in middle school and high school were because of Jerry or that Jerry protected her she kind of goes back and forth on that she says she used to sit in her room which is now like our rooms have kind of been swapped around a bit um but she would sit in her room and um she used to sneak cigarettes when she was a child, when she was 13, mm. and um, she would smoke with Jerry. She said she would, like, blow smoke in her room, and it would go around Jerry and make his face. And she was never scared of Jerry. She just thought that he was a friend, and that was her smoking buddy, apparently. Um, I don't know how true. Some of the things that she says, I don't ever believe. I can't, it's hard for me to believe most of the things. But now that there's only one sister there, she talks about Jerry. Doors will open and close. Things will happen. For some reason, he's a little bit more active now, and I think it's because he's got nobody else to pick on, except for the little one who's just like, leave. <laughs> she don't care, so it's just getting more active for right. some reason. Um, so that's Jerry. Um, he, like I said, he was not violent. And, I, you know, I, real or not, I believed he was real. I still believe he's real, because how else do you explain all the other crap? You yeah. know, and it doesn't happen everywhere. If I was hearing things everywhere, then I'd go get myself checked. But it's just occasionally, and, you know, it's fine. Yeah. I'm not schizo. Yeah, no, I mean, like, that's, uh, that's, uh, I mean, she told me some of the things about Jerry and, you know, things like that, but I didn't hear, like, about the whole incident in the mm -hmm. house where you, uh, where a chair ended up on top of the kitchen table. But yeah. that's, a that's a fun one. I was sitting here while you're talking and like trying to figure out anything off the top of my head um, in terms of interactions. Like obviously, I told you like about real quick uh, with you know the thing about seeing my grandma. Yeah. I do remember a quick one where one time I had. Well, I'll tell you a quick one, and then I'll tell you a long one, which I think I might have told you this story already at one point. But for our listeners here, it's a real treat. I know that my uh, my uncle once told me about like uh, like an incident that occurred with him. Um, so, you know, my uncle lived in that same house where my grandparent, he grew up in it, same as my mom. And, uh, he at one point was, um, engaged to a woman who unfortunately, uh, passed away and, uh, real, really tragic. I mean, we all loved her. She was a great woman, but, um, passed away very young. And, uh, my uncle was, uh, very torn up about it. And mm -hmm. one time, you know, one day he was, um, he was upstairs in his bedroom and he had a picture of her on the wall and there was a candle right there the can he he lit the candle and he was like in the room just like kind of chilling and he he started to feel like he felt a presence in the room and he was like hey is that you and he said her name is that you and just as he said her name the candle blew out and he to this day he will swear up and down it was her. That it was her. And, like, obviously he said he didn't feel scared. Like, it was a calming mm -hmm. presence, which is just how she was, too. But he will swear up and down to this day 
uh, that that was that that was her in the room with him that day when the candle went out because he didn't have any windows open. Right. It was upstairs. Uh, obviously, I mean, like the house was, was was built in the fifties. Right. So sure, like it's possible a draft could come right. in, but not the way it blew out the way it did. You know, it was very right. uh, like very intentional. Intentional, yeah. Um, we also have like experiences with this one place um, back in Jersey called Gravity Hill. Oh yeah. Um, I told I've told you some stories about this, um, but for folks, um, and a lot of people have places like this in their states. Right. It's a phenomenon that that happens very often, but it's a lot of it's unexplained. Some of it, some people think they've explained, but we used to have this um, place we go to is right next to uh, uh, Washington Crossing State Park in New Jersey, and um, it's called Gravity Hill. And the, actually, the name of the road is Pleasant Valley Road. Nice. Which is what's funny about it, because the whole story behind it. Let me. I'll give you an abridged version of it. Basically, <clears throat> it used to be there was this, this farm, this farmhouse, and the husband and wife lived there. And one day, the husband came home. Him and the wife got into a fight, and um, he decided he was going to leave. So she she grabs the keys and runs and hides from him. He gets angry, so he decides just to kind of make a show. He's going to go grab a shovel and try to scare her. Well, you know he. You know, finds a, he gets the shovel, goes in the house, and the wife's like kind of running to try and find a place to hide. She's end up ends up right at the top of the stairs of the basement, and the husband comes around the corner and decides to hit her just to scare her. And instead, she falls down the steps and snaps her neck and dies. Husband freaks out because he didn't mean to do that. Runs downstairs, grabs the keys off of her, and he he just bolts, runs starts the car he's driving away gets to the bottom of the hill in front of their house and the car stalls so he's trying to start it back up it's not working next thing you know the car starts getting pulled back up the hill and the story goes that when he looks behind him he sees the ghost spirit of his wife pulling him back up the hill and the car stops right back at the driveway and that's where the story ends and for the theatrics of the event Whenever I take somebody who was their first time, mm-hmm. I tell the story. I start at the very beginning when we turn onto the road, and you know the story ends right when we get to the spot. Now I've had I've gone there probably hundreds of times <laughs> in my life. Nowadays it's not as safe. Apparently lately uh, there have been some like known things of like people getting mugged when they right, tried to. Right, because now it's kind of like tour- not touristy necessarily, right, but, but like that's a legend. So and what's funny is like I've been going there since I was like like 10 or 12 right like i was young when i started going so it's been around for a long time and the story is probably i think from the 50s or something like right. that and so um so I, I would always bring friends there and we would go and um i even had friends who would test out the theory of oh well it's like it's a it's a optical illusion like you're not actually right. going uphill you're just like it makes it look like you are but no like there's been science. There's been scientists that have gone to this one, this hill specifically, right. and have done. Look, yes, it's not a big, in, you know, right. big incline, but it is still an incline. You're still going uphill. I've even had friends where, like, you know, a lot of times you think, okay, well, the way momentum works, right. if you drive to the bottom of the hill and then you stop the car and then you put it in in neutral, it's going to use that momentum to pull you up the hill. And I've even had friends where, like, I put the brakes on. And then kept going, put the brakes on, kept going, and just kept doing that all the way up, and it still will go up the hill right. no matter what. So it's it's a real creepy place, and especially when you like, I've had a couple instances where I've gotten out of the car and we've walked in the in the fields like right near it, and it's just like heavy. 
it's heavy and it's it's if you realize that you're right next to a state park mm -hmm. there's trees everywhere but in this area there's only one tree in this field it's actually right where the house used to be you cannot hear a single bird like insect yeah. anything it just feels like that whole area is void of like any life right it's it's just really creepy um, and New Jersey's known, well known for a lot of like creepy spots. I mean, Clinton Road. If we, you know, if we ever make our way back up to Jersey anytime soon, when we can travel normal, um, you know, with COVID and everything like that, they're they're very strict with people coming from from uh, a lot of other states. So right. uh, Clinton Road's another one that's a real creepy one that's had has everything from occult to KKK connections to literally anything you can right. think of. Uh, but the story that I'm talking about has to do with something that happened to me and a group of my friends when we were in high school. Oh, you told me about this on our first date. Yeah, yeah, it was like one of our yeah, yeah. first date. I told this story um, when we when we first finally realized that both of us had a love for like true crime and creepy things like that. Um, I don't think I ever told my parents this one. So, mom and dad, surprise! Uh, this is your first time hearing about this one. Don't be mad at me. You They're behind anyway. You got a couple weeks. You can't. You can't. Yeah. You can't ground me. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but um, anyway, so um, I'll ground him for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was me and like four other friends. Um, we were having like a just a sleepover, mm -hmm. which I know sounds weird. Like dudes don't <laughs> do sleepovers, but like you would understand now like what type of ha things happen on dude sleepovers when I explain this. So we spent like the first half of the evening just kind of watching movies, playing video games, things like that. Um, it was at the time when, like, the Wii was, like, very, yeah. like, new and everybody was excited. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, it was a lot of fun. But uh, we decided um, we were going to go take a walk. And um, our one of my friends, um, I'll just uh, use his first initial, Jay, um, wanted to show us a place that he called The Shed. Um, now this was an never go to places that are called the shed. Right, exactly. First of all, in, in any story, you never want to go to a place like that, especially when I tell you the location of this place. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so as you know, um, most parks close at night. Right. Um, but the rebels that we were, um, we decided uh, to go into uh, this park. It's uh, I forget the name of it, but. Uh, we went in there, we're walking, and it's it's surrounded by a community. Uh, so there's a lot of houses, and but there's never anybody in there after dark right. unless you're being sketchy or getting drugs. Or just being weird teenagers like we are. I used to do it with the parks in, um, there where I live and went to school. Cause yeah. So, what else is there to do at midnight when right. you don't want to go home? And especially, like I've explained to Liv, where I came from, after after. 11 nothing was open yeah, there was it something, was against yeah. the wall for you to have like in my town to have anything open 24 <laughs> hours um Which so is crazy right i know well it had to do with a murder that happened at an exxon station back in like the 70s and that caused them to be like yeah we don't want to have anybody open oh, past yeah. midnight um so <clears throat> anyway so we, we decided to go and there's this like this field two soccer fields and it leads to this patch of woods you know, it's already creepy in there at night. There's no lights in the park at right. night. And uh, we're just kind of walking and we're telling just stories and all that. And so we get to this kind of the edge of the forest. And um, and we uh, there's a path leading through. Uh, but it's still dark. And, like, this was before we all had iPhones and things like that that had lights. 
right. and flashlights and like the boys that we were, we didn't bring any flashlights because why not? You know, we're, 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 we're tough. Um, so uh, Jay went in first and then I went in behind him. As we're going in and Jay gets a little bit ahead of me and as I'm kind of going through the first little bit, I look ahead of me. And most people would say this was probably my eyes adjusting to the darkness of the, of the, the forest, but I myself will forever be sure of what I saw. Right. Um, between, you know, these two trees, like the trees were kind of like crossed, you know, so there was a little kind of void in the middle there. Right. And I couldn't see past that void. I could see everything else around it. I had clear vision beyond it on the other sides, but just that little spot, I felt like something was standing there. And I say something. I don't say someone. I feel like something was standing there. Mm. I want to be clear about my statement there. <laughs> something. Not a one. A Not thing. someone. Something. And you'll understand that in a little bit here. So we, so we, I, I, I was like, yo, Jay. I was like, do you see that? And he goes, what? I'm like, look ahead right there about 100 yards between the two trees. And he stops. He looks and he goes, yeah. He's like, I see that. I'm like, are you seeing what I'm seeing? He goes, like the dark right in the middle there? I'm like, yeah. He goes, yeah. Turns back, he looks at me, and then he looks at the other guys, and he's like, yeah, guys, um, I don't think it's a good idea if we continue. And they're like, wait, what? Like, what's wrong? They're like, he's like, I, I just right. don't think we should continue. So we are back out into the field, and um, Jay kind of was lingering a little more behind me. And uh, we all came out of the woods, and we were kind of getting to the – get into the um the fields and i noticed i looked behind me i saw jay wasn't right behind me he was still kind of standing at the edge of the woods right kind of looking in i'm like yo jay like let's go come on and he's like hold on i want to see something so never he, yeah right those are those are like if never you're, if you're following the the horror movie like um nice. like 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 checklist here we're already about, like, over halfway where you're right. about to die. Right. Um, so I was like, guys, hold on. Like, Jay's, Jay's, like, back there. So we're all standing there. And, like, at this point, it kind of crests. So there's a little bit of a hill. So where we're standing, we can't fully see Jay. And so next thing you know, we're standing there. Everything's fine. And Jay comes bolting over the hill. And he goes, run. And I'm like, what do you mean, run? He's just like, run go run so we all just start booking it i mean we are just moving we don't know what's happening and jay keeps looking behind him's like guys like we gotta go we gotta go we gotta go so we're just moving we're going quick we're getting to the edge of the park he provoked it. and so we cross over into the into the street um we get into the parking lot and he's standing there he stops and i'm like what's going on he's like i think we're good we're out of the park you know we should be fine and I was like, what do you mean? He goes, what we saw was following us. Like, when I stopped in the edge on the edge of the woods, it was closer. It was getting a lot closer when I got, you know, when, you, when I came up to you guys. So we're just, you know, at this point, we're like, you're, you're acting crazy. Right. Like, you know, nothing, nothing happened. So we keep walking, and, you know, Jay kind of keeps looking over his shoulder, and I'm noticing it. And then at one point... He looks back and he goes, well, I guess I was wrong. It did follow us out. So he's like, you guys hang out right here. So we're like in this patch of grass. We're, it, it's right next to condos. Like it's in the, it's in the middle of the, of the, the development now. Right. 
and there's street lights everywhere. So it is completely light on this parking lot. So Jay walks like, you know, about like a few lights down and he's standing there. And I, I don't know how to explain exactly what I saw, but only that Jay was standing there and next thing you know, it just was like he completely got enveloped by something. Like it, you couldn't really see it. Like there was just a darkness around him. And all I, I asked all the other ones, are you guys seeing this? And they're like, yeah, like what is that? I'm like, okay, good. Like I'm not the only one that's right. crazy right now. Like I'm, you guys are seeing what I'm seeing. And Jay stood there talking for a while. And then he kind of slowly started to come back into vision. And then he, I was like, what happened? And like, he goes, I told it, you know, you know, you're not welcome here. Right. You know, you don't, you can't scare us and all that. Um, so at that point, like, you know, we were like, I think it's time for us to go back, <laughs> go back to the house. Um, that night we kept randomly out the back. He had like a sliding glass door in the back of his, you know, his condo that he lived in. We kept seeing like shadows darting in and out of like trees and, behind fences and things like that like all night we were creeped out but i will never ever forget that night because i think that was like the night where i kind of so here's my view on things i've always been somebody who's been skeptical Mm -hmm. but at the same time like i also am the person that loves watching shows like ghost hunters and like things like that i'm in 100 percent agreement that everybody you know religious in any sort of way demons are real right <laughs> like that's you can't have dark without light right which exactly is, that's my view on it it's right like, that's true but in my head like when i think about like that like i think about demons that's those are real things ghosts on the other hand i don't necessarily always feel like i think that they're real right it's because, harder yeah because it's harder to believe that but demons yeah i believe that that's a real thing and i think that what we saw that night was a malevolent spirit you know yeah. like it, it was definitely uh, uh, something that was trying to scare us. Right. Um, and, you know, yeah, sometimes, you know, future instances with, you know, that same friend, he was weird. And, like, he had, you know, a lot of encounters, a couple things that were very, you know, that he was kind of, you know, faked a couple things. But at the same time, I will never, ever forget that night because right. I myself believe what I saw and my friends saw, you know, the ending there. But... For me, that's, like, the most, you know, kind of, I could pinpoint the moment in my time of how I believe things as the, being that that story. Right. I think how I feel about ghosts is, like, do I believe that they're a particular person? That That's hard for me, the way I grew up. Uh, I grew up Southern Baptist. That was not a thing. Right. You know, the, you, you don't talk about that. You could, you're evil spirits away from me, right? Right. Um, that, that still is a little bit hard for me, but I do... An interesting theory that kind of still sticks with, like, Christian, like, morals is that, you know, if you know anything about the book of Revelations, you know, talk about, like, the rapture in the world, right, is when your body is supposed to meet your soul in heaven and, like, all right. these people get raptured up. The, an interesting theory, like, as a take on ghosts is, like, you're kind of trapped here until then. 
Right, that like ghosts are the rapture are the ones that and then are that's when we died, all go to heaven. The rapture is when they go to heaven. Like, yeah, and I, I don't I'm not saying I believe right, that. Yeah. I just say that's an interesting theory because it's for like, sure. Yeah, you know I love ghost tours. We went on a couple ghost tours. Like I I I think they're so interesting yeah. even for the history part. But there are times like I've done some in Charleston, and those are I think I feel the most. And yeah. um, anybody who's ever done a ghost tour in Charleston, please please DM me because I have some great stories, and I will use this at a later date because I have some friends that would love to right. do a podcast about that with me I, um yeah you continue and then i'll tell a story yeah um i i we have walked um probably the streets of charleston probably four or five times um but me and my friends uh, we just try to find different you know, um ghost stores to do different people to talk to when we're in the same places over mm-hmm. again because everybody's view on it is so different but there there's no denying certain feelings of yes. like you don't even have to know the story but the you know first ghost tour in, in Charleston it was the second one I had ever done I was like there's some there's some dark and we don't need to be here and um they were like okay we'll leave and then we leave and they tell us a story and it's like oh yeah most people feel really dark there yeah. <laughs> like and this is why and it's so it's hard to kind of even you know I don't go into it I intentionally don't look things up before a ghost store because I don't want to right. to know it, because it, 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 it makes you think right because then you're gonna you're gonna have the entire think, time you're like oh yeah. God, I felt that oh like, I saw that I saw that I saw that right like, I do love orbs I love getting pictures of those right um and because whether it's a light flare or not it's really interesting I have some really great ones from black mountain in north carolina um but go ahead with your story before i continue to yeah well so when we went to savannah this summer Mm -hmm. this is our first time in savannah and that was your first time correct yes in savannah so um we went on uh real quick if you're ever in savannah look up genteel ghost tours Mm -hmm. such a great experience it was wonderful i had another friend of mine uh that i work with that went on the same company goes to a different uh, person right um but uh it's like a husband and wife uh like team yeah, that yeah. you know started it but it's and fun. they grew up very similar to us which right is they, what grew was up, really yeah, cool. they grew up very you know southern like baptist like you know christian yeah. background uh, but yeah, Genteel Ghost Tours, if you're ever in Savannah, check them out. Yeah, really and they're not, reli- like, if you're not religious, don't let that throw you. It was just interesting to, like, yeah, no, to, he, to it, know that right. and then to talk to him after the fact of, like, oh, please don't fall. I don't <laughs> Um, but knowing that, and then knowing that they were also very skeptical right. growing up, and they're like, like he wait, even says no, it. now I live here, and now we're going to talk right. about he it. He even so. says it, how skeptical he was moving to Savannah, that, right. that that was a thing. Um, but So at the very least, it's very interesting. Right, yeah. So for me, there was an instance on that, that ghost tour, and I, um, it's, it's one of those moments where you kind of go, huh. There's something to this. Yeah, like, for the first thing, a real quick one, I caught a picture that we thought was interesting in a, in a, in a window. Yeah. That was definitely not. I thought it was something wrong with my camera, yeah. but definitely looks like an orb. Yeah. I showed the guy. He goes, "That's interesting. Like, that's a really good shot." Yeah. But there's this one moment. So we're in front of what's called the Sorrel Weed House, and with the stories behind that house, you can look them up. I mean, there's right. history about them. Some famous people have owned the house too. Yeah. Um, now it's like a museum, uh, but there is somebody who still lives there, owns it, but it's a museum too. Right. Like they do tours every day. But he was telling. And didn't Buzzfeed go there? Yeah, I think Buzzfeed, yeah, Buzzfeed did Buzzfeed go there. Yeah. Um, Ghost, Ghost, Ghost Adventures, Adventures yep. went there. So we were in front of the Sorrel Weed House, and um, <clears throat> he's telling the story about what happened there. Basically, a lot of human experiments going on Ooh, there. Like, it was dark. That yeah, was a very it was really dark, dark history of that house. Um, like people who had died, they would do autopsies, like illegal yeah. autopsies in the basement. Yeah. 
things like that. And so he's telling the story about it, and you know, I'm standing there, and we had been walking for a while, but it wasn't a very hot night. It was right. a pretty nice night. Like it, I wasn't feeling sick yeah, at all. And I'm standing there in front of the house, and next thing you know, I started to feel very nauseous. Like, and my stomach felt very tight. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just like, you know, well, I'm not feeling good. Mm -hmm. I started feeling a little dizzy. Um, but I'm just like, I'm powering through it. Mm -hmm. I'm good, you know, nothing like that. And, and it wasn't no sooner than that, he starts talking about somebody else. Well, so we're talking about, about everything at the house. I'm right. feeling that way. And then we leave. Yeah. And as we get a couple blocks away, I started to feel better. Right. Um, and at the next house, we were in the square in front of the Sorrel Weed House. Mm -hmm. And somebody asked that question about anything that's happened right. at that house with tours. Right. And that's when he tells the story. Tells a story about one time they were doing a tour. Yeah. And they're staying in front of that house and a girl was there on the tour and next thing you know she started feeling like this pressure on her stomach like she, being squeezed. like she like her stomach was being squeezed and she started feeling sick mm -hmm. and like started freaking out and like had to leave and like couldn't do it like had to walk away got a couple blocks away got away and started feeling better right this was after the fact right. that me who's standing in front of that house in the same right. house in front of the same house just a few minutes earlier after getting a couple blocks away, right. feel better, everything's fine. Didn't feel anything the rest of that trip. Right. He tells that story after the fact, and at the end of the trip, I told him about that. And he goes, that's crazy, man. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, that's really weird. I'm like, I legit had started feeling better. We got a few blocks, a couple blocks right. away. And then you started telling the story about the girl who had an experience in front of the house, right. and I was having that same experience. So, like, take that with a grain of salt. Right. I mean, like... Take the trips, like, we don't want to kind of, we don't want to... I don't want to skew how Yeah, I don't want to skew it, how you feel about it, but... At the very least, it's fun for us, and yeah. that's, I like the history side of it, but I do think, like, the ghosty side is interesting, because I've talked to, I had a really awesome biology professor that, um, I just, I, I adore him, and I think you would love him if you could ever meet Professor Mays, but, um... And if you were listening, Professor Mays, like, shout out to you. I have more questions for you because you have all the answers to life. But um, he was, I, ta I talked to him about it a couple of times or like, you know, just in general, like we were talking about ghosts and like, what, what what's the probability there, there are spirits here? And he was like, why wouldn't there be? You know, we do know that like, if you measure a body, you know, after death, you do lose a little bit of what we're calling like spirit weight. You know, and I think that's what a lot of Christians called it was like spirit weight. It's like your spirit's going to heaven now. But we also know that you can't um, create or destroy matter. So right. I mean, it's yeah. recycled. Um, which I love looking at all the, how different religions take it because, and I'm digressing into this, it's just really fascinating to me. But, you know, um, Hindu uh, culture about our reincarnation. Yeah. I and mean, then how people will have the very distinct memories of things. I used to have dreams that I was um, a military nurse in World War II. And I have like, and I don't really now, I have, I used to have like kid diaries of like very distinct memories of being on this ship and helping, and yeah. helping men. And like I had names of things that I've never looked up because I don't know if they're real or not. But, you know, whether that was some, my dad loved World War II things, I could have dreamed that, and right. it could have not been real. But, but you've um, seen instances of it also all the time. Where, like, like there's women, there, there's babies that'll come back, yeah. that'll that'll say that they they have been murdered. Yeah, and be able life. to find their bodies. And, they, and they, yeah, they'll tell somebody, they'll send them directly to where a body was. Yeah, and, and that's crazy. And yeah. you know, we know with organ donation that cells hold memory. 
not just your brain, which right. is so cool to me that you can get, uh, you know, a kidney transplant and wake up and have the memory of something new. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of freaky, but it's really cool at the same time. So I guess like that's my that's my thing is like if you're not creating or destroying matter, then why couldn't there be? Right. And I understand why like religions don't necessarily agree with it, but at the same time, I think religion also backs it up. You know, right? To some extent, <laughs> I don't necessarily know if um, Mary from you know, the Civil War is talking to us on Ouija board. But um, I do think it's interesting that For we sure. do have those instances where people swear up and down that that happens. And it ends up having true information. And yeah. that, I think that's the part that's as compelling as it can be, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I definitely think overall there have been enough experiences in my life where I definitely think it's possible. Right. I still hold a little tiny bit of skepticism, but also, like, I do have moments where I'll be like, maybe it's true. Yeah. Which is what got me kind of thinking about um, it, it, when I talked to the astrologist. I told you I used to talk to you occasionally. Right. You know, I I don't know how I feel about that stuff because again, I grew up thinking like witchy stuff bad. Um, right. And I still don't, I don't really play into a lot of it, but I do think it's interesting that like. But there's nothing wrong with like studying it and seeing what I it love is the because idea. like I think I think I think a lot of people don't realize and I'm. We're not trying to get philosophical or get into any debates here, but like, if you believe a certain thing and, yeah. you, and you're religious, it's you also you. owe it to yourself to understand the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because if you don't, then you're just getting tunnel vision. I think it made my beliefs more strong. Yeah, exactly. It just because it doesn't it doesn't really change how I. Because like, if you can come out of like reading about it and still believe what you believe, you it means that it means that your belief is. It's right. strong in it, and if you come out of it questioning, then I you're think like, I understand it more too, and and I also respect how they feel about it because like Yogi Hinduism is something that I can really almost get behind in a way because they they believe that I don't care what you believe as long as you believe in something because that's true to you and that right. will help you further in your life, and you know while I have my views and I how I think I'm right. What you think is right, and it, yeah. we're never nobody, no two people are gonna agree. Um, but with the whole like witchcrafty type thing, like it is really kind of cool how you know the lady I used to I, I talk to occasionally, um, she uses the Bible to explain why certain things work. You think about the magicians and like yeah. Exodus, you know, and how they used very natural things to make, you know. And so it's it. I think there's some truth to it, even if it's a placebo effect. Right. Um. But we do know that like. Certain things I feel like I'm digressing. I can't help it. When I get into this stuff, I feel like I have to like explain myself. No, to yeah, people, no, but... I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's always a fun conversation. Yeah. I mean, we always have little things around here that make. Oh yeah. You know, we could go into. I think him Charles. I think. Oh, I think he's a Charles. Cool. You know, we the other night just like little incident of, of, <laughs> of me being freaked out by something. Oh yeah, he was so scared. Oh, I mean, it freaked me out. I mean. I, we we can't really get into the whole long of the story because we're uh, we gotta sleep we're, here tonight. We're running out of time, yeah. Here, but uh, there's definitely just um, there's definitely a there's some moments where there's some creepy feelings when we're in the house here, and yeah, this you house know, is a little much. and it doesn't help that we're also secluded the way our house is set up. Like <sighs> it's uh, it, it, one day when we don't record here, <laughs> we'll explain more. Right, yeah, but, like, we'll um, give you a better explanation and rundown of how it works, but, like... I feel like I need to save the house after we talk about this. I'm we probably will have to. Um, Your parents are going to make fun of me. It's uh, going to be fine. For sure. <laughs> it's all right. But, I mean, it, it's it's all... Basically, what at this point, you know, it's really what you believe. Yeah, what do you believe? Right, like, talk to us. Um, I want to know. know. This was... Um, we just kind of... We, we, 
you know, our plan is throughout, you know, whatever, however long we decide yeah. to do this, to kind of throw in episodes like this where it's a lot more fun. Yeah. A lot more chill. Just to kind of lighten up the... Lighten the mood, you know. Studies show that that's better for you than to go just completely deep diving like I we do. I do that all the time. Um, uh, so, but... And I get you, very depressed. Right, exactly. I mean, there'll, there'll be days like, I mean, I told her, there have been times where I'll listen to... I'll be like listening to books on aberrant, like you know, sexual behavior in like in serial killers, and I'll like be listening to those on my way to work and on my way back, and I'd start to think that every car following behind me was, was, following was somebody you. following me. Yeah, you know, you you, you got to have moments where you lighten it up a yeah. little bit, um, or you're gonna get sucked into that hole. So we we want to, you know, have these episodes um, every now and then. So if you have any more. Tell yeah. us your ghost stories. Yeah, tell, tell us it. how you feel about it. Tell us how you feel about, you know, anything. Religion, politics. Let's, right. let's, yeah. let's hear it. Not that we'll respond to it, right. but we'd love to hear it. Yeah. You can send us emails like podcast.case.close.gmail. Yes. Um, send us emails about, you know, what you think about ghosts, what you think about, you know, anything the really. World. And we'll, you know, if we have time, we'll talk about it. If we want to talk about it, we'll talk <laughs> about it. Um, but we want to add these episodes in every now and then to just kind of, kind of a palate cleanser to get yeah. you guys, you know, recentered and uh, reinvigorated for whatever's going to be next. So we don't have an update as of yet of what our next case will be. Nope. But I'll figure it out by Monday. Yeah. I think this is mine, right? Yes. Is it my turn? Yes. Okay, cool. I'm yeah. very behind. This way, um, I'm going to try to have this out. It's supposed to be coming out on Friday. I'm going to go ahead and hedge the bet. It's going to be Saturday um, because right. I'm real lazy. It's been a long week for us, guys. We apologize that we've had to put two episodes out probably later than we usually do. A little um, bit better. But we've both been just very busy and very tired, and we've just got a lot going on. So yeah. um, just bear I with us. I think this faith but, case has really like messed with my... Yes. I keep having dreams about faith and like trying yeah. to figure it out. I woke but, up one morning going, they told me who did it. I was like, I was convinced I knew who did it. Um, um, I do not. So, but um, like you know, I mean, but I think if it's any indicator, we put out the faith one really late, and we still got yeah. a lot of people that listen to it like within twenty four yeah. hours or within the twelve hours it was up. Yeah. Uh, so you know, because it's not very talked about. So I think that no, that was something that was exactly. It's not a Ted Bundy case, right? Know? But uh, just story. once again, contact us podcast.case.closed at gmail. Um, Follow us on Instagram at podcast case closed. Um, we're on Facebook at uh, case closed question mark in parentheses. Yes. Um, so look for us there. Um, and uh, once again, thank you guys for we're uh, nearing almost three hundred listens, which is insane. Which that we is honestly, so crazy. I know we sound so lame when we talk about <laughs> it, but like we we're didn't, really excited. We didn't know that this is what we were going to get. So yeah. Um, and please email us. Even yeah. if it's just to say hi, I would love to have right. some we, we conversations. Wanna, we want to see, friends. like, we see the analytics and we see the numbers, but we, we wanna, know you're listening. Let's talk. <laughs> we want to know about the people behind the listening. Yeah. So uh, email us uh, and then give us ideas on cases or any other yeah. palate cleanser episodes you want us to do. And listener tales. I would Things love like, to do yeah, listener, listener tales. Send us your send us your. Your favorite cases that are favorite yeah. stories, ghost stories, hometown things like that. stories. Oh, I would love that. Let's do a series on hometown oh, stories. Oh yeah, for sure. We could do that. Oh, I've got a good hometown story. Maybe I'll do that one next. Maybe that would actually be a good one. So okay. we'll leave you on a cliffhanger with that one. But that <laughs> one's a real doozy. Yeah. So uh, and I think a lot of you will kind of uh, know a little bit about it. 
Yeah. But not a little a little of a little. A little side side note on it. So it includes famous people. <clears throat> yes. In my hometown. Yes. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, but with that, uh, we will say goodbye and for good another night. episode. Good night. Be safe. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Bye. information presented in this podcast will be cited in the show notes music for case close composed by catastrophic jones editing by olivia mcdonald case close is produced by sean and olivia mcdonald